Welcome back to Cozy Chat. I am one of your hosts, Corey, and I go by he, him, his pronouns. And I am here with... It's Sasha. I go by she, her, and Aya pronouns. And thank you for being with us tonight, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast. You know, if you are a returning listener... Thank you for, you know, coming back and staying with us. Hopefully we continue to bring you some nice entertainment every time you decide to switch us on. And for any new listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. And thank you for being here as well. Yeah, thanks. Yes. So, you know, to get all all the business stuff out of the way first, as always, you guys should follow us on our social medias at cozy chat pod on both instagram and twitter and for anyone who has any questions for us who wants to interact with us you know who wants to make any suggestions or send any news articles for us to discuss on the podcast feel free to email us at cozy chat podcast at gmail.com like to interact with you guys so feel free to, again, DM us, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, Cozy Chat Pod, or send us an email at CozyChatPodcast at gmail.com. Also, we would love for you guys to support the podcast in any way possible. We thank you for listening to us. That's always the best and number one way to support the podcast is, of course, by listening. But other ways you can support the podcast is by liking, subscribing, rating and reviewing the podcast on you know whatever platform you're listening to us on for example if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, then feel free to leave a five-star review you know give us five stars review whether you hate it or love us you know just let us know and if you are on say on spotify just hit that follow button so that way you know the more people are following, the more likely that the podcast will show up in other people's feeds. So that is also a great way to support the podcast. Okay, so now that we've got the church announcements out of the way, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. It's been, actually, this week's been pretty chill. Like, my schoolwork hasn't been too crazy, even though the semester's about to end. Like this week has been all right. How's your week been? My week has been tiresome and crazy, but it's been a good week overall. You know, just finished putting the final touches and details on a new apartment. So I will be moving into my new apartment by the end of the week. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Yes. yes. Um, what borough did you end up in? I will be in the, uh, in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> no shade to any Bronx listeners or anything In the like BX. In, in the, the BX. BX. I have spent more time in the Bronx in the last two years than I've ever spent in the Bronx in my entire life. Again, no shade to the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn and stuff like that. So, you know. I know people be talking shit about the Bronx, but, you know, I have been in the Bronx 
not living in the Bronx for the last two years, but, you know, my current partner is here in the Bronx. So I've been spending like half my time here with her. So I have uh, developed a new appreciation and respect for the Bronx, you know, just being here more often than I usually am. So, you know, I have no problem with this move. Eh, it's going to be a, bad. yeah, it's going to be a nice move. That's not but bad. it's definitely, you know, I'm sitting in an apartment surrounded by boxes full of things and 80% of the apartment still needs to be packed up. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That's going to be intense. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a wild week and the upcoming week as well as we start like, Unpacking. you know, finishing packing everything, painting the new apartment, moving everything into the new apartment, then unpacking everything and all that good stuff. Yeah. I was like, I've been in the Bronx a couple of times, but now I go a little more frequently because I have class in the Bronx. I go to Lehman College in the X, but it's deep. Like I didn't like, oh, I didn't realize how deep until I realized where I am on the train. Mm-hmm. I'm almost at the end of the D train line. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been that that far into the Bronx, at least yeah. not on the train. Yeah, nah, it's a ride. It's like maybe uh, two hours, a little bit more than two hours from my house. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, no is it says like hour and 40 but like i say two hours just to give myself enough time to get to school on time okay i do the same thing i like to if it says i'm gonna get there in an hour and a half i just assume it's going to take me two hours that way i'm not too late yeah okay something ever happens you never know with the mta yeah, I always get to school. Like the way I pl- plotted it out, when I go to the to the X to class, I always get there like an hour early. So I have time okay. to like settle in and either like wait for class to start or settle in, do some homework. But now okay. that like Rona's here, I've only been to school three times. Mm-hmm they've done like COVID protocols. So you have to like fill out like a, a survey that shows that you ha- don't have any Corona symptoms before you go on campus. Okay. That makes sense. You know, they do the same thing at my job before you punch in. I have to do like a health check every day. Like, do you yeah. have COVID? You know, have you been to anywhere that has COVID? No, do you have a fever? Blah, blah, blah. All the yeah, things. Same. Same. You literally won't be able to punch in until you finish the survey. Because mm, yeah. it'll you just buzz and say you're not allowed to sign in until the you survey finish. is complete online. Yeah. my um, I don't know exactly what format, but in the fall, my, my job is like, in some format, you guys are going to be back in the office at least part-time. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to have to fill out the survey more. Yeah. Um, unless they have like a, a thing for people who have gotten vaccinated. 
So then if you've gotten vaccinated, you probably don't have to keep filling out the survey every day. For the, what I think CUNY, I think CUNY's not going to change their system. I think they're going to keep it like that for a while because mm. that's how they are. Yeah. But, I mean, but, if it's not broke. Yeah, don't fix it. But um, what's going to end up, because I finally got my first shot. I got it mm-hmm. on Friday. So okay. My next shot is like mid-May. I got the All right. Pfizer. All right. I haven't gotten it yet. I have to make an appointment for it. Um, I think I have to call them, like call a specific number to make an appointment. You should be um, able to make it online. I have to look it up because I live in, I currently live in Jersey. So. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was about to I'm, say, like, you, if you're in the Bronx, you can just sign up for somewhere in the Bronx. But, I, yeah. Because if you work in New York City, they you could technically get it. I don't know the procedure, though. Yeah, like my job, like the job I have in New York, they were, they had a, someone like, what, a week or two ago come on on site and they were giving people um, the Johnson or Johnson shot, oh. I think. Um but I had work at my other job that day, so I wouldn't wasn't able to come in. Also, I'm not really sure about the Johnson and Johnson one. Number yeah. one, it's only eighty percent effective compared to the other two, which are at least Pfizer. Like, yeah, the other two Pfizer and Moderna, which are at least over ninety percent effective, even like months later. Yeah. Um, and also, there's a thing where like. Blood clots. Johnson, yeah, Johnson and Johnson had to be put on pause because of like blood clots and everything. So, like, again, another reason why I was like, I'm not going to be the first ones online for these vaccines. Yeah. But you know, I, a few months later, we, we yeah. see no a little bit more if there are yeah. any like side effects or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, the um blood clots thing it's interesting because it's all like so far it's only happened in women under 50 Mm -hmm. so it's like the they um they were saying that out of there was like fifth so far 15 cases and out of the 15 three have died okay i'm just like even though only three people have died i'm glad i'm not getting the johnson and johnson yeah, but still, you know, you don't want anyone to die when you, when you go and get these shots, you know, that's supposed to keep you healthy from yeah. one disease, nor to die from the shot that's supposed to keep you safe. Yeah. So I can see how people would still be like weary or less like, you know, side eye the Johnson and Johnson yeah. vaccine. Um, but hopefully that doesn't make people side eye like the, the vaccines in, in, in general because you know the vaccines are coming whether you want them to or not and yeah. you kind of need the vaccine and if there are any side effects or whatever particularly for black people we're probably not going to find out for like another 50 years anyway so yeah the um i was just reading something uh, that they were saying the EU was going to probably let people who were vaccinated travel over there 
some not yet but like Hmm. they're gonna try to figure out something well the eu got their own like what second strain of covid so yeah they can they can keep that for at least (laughs) another year (laughs) i feel like it depends on where like Mm -hmm. because some of the like because now we can consider the uk is no longer part of the eu the uk is its own thing Oh, that's true. I think it was the UK specifically that had a second train. So, you know, I guess people who want to go to Paris, they should be fine. Yeah. I I don't know about Paris. I feel like Paris is hella bougie, but... (laughs) Like, I would want to go there at least one time just to say I've been there to be experienced. Yeah. Um, But that's about it. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like like a place the like a place in Europe that I would like to go back to is Prague. I went with oh. when I was in high school. I don't know what it is like now, but like the mm-hmm. conversion rate, like US money was like like twenty dollars or something like that over there. Over there. I forgot the exact price. I was like, I'm balling on a budget. <laughs> The, maybe back in the day, the U.S. dollar has lost a little bit of clout in recent years, so it's not as strong. It probably isn't, but it was it was pretty good back in 2010. Well, <laughs> hmm. so we'll see what happens in this next few years. Yeah, um, I've never left a country before. Like I've traveled domestically and stuff like that but i haven't been outside the country yet mm. so i haven't traveled it'll be interesting. very domestically i want to travel more domestically because i've been oh, i've been to spain uh hungary mm-hmm. the austria a little bit of poland germany mm-hmm and Czech Republic but only for a couple of days it was like one of those tours where you go okay and you spend you like a couple of days in each city yeah that's a good thing about I guess Europe because Europe's tiny um like com- compared to like other places uh-huh. you know like road tripping through Europe is like just road tripping through like you know the northeast of the united states or something like that like literally in a day you could visit so many countries just kind of like Hip, you know hopping and skipping. hit hopping whether you're taking a train or driving or whatever um they're, they're literally that close which is a good thing um so yeah it's definitely like an experience i'd want to have eventually in the future but not necessarily with like europe in particular you know there's definitely places in Africa I'd want to visit. Um, haven't been to Jamaica yet. Definitely want to go there. Mm. I'd like to visit Japan at least once. Okay. China, you know, just take a nice tour around the world. Visit I don't different know countries. About China. I probably would want to go to Taiwan, mm. where there's a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what's happening with China in a few years, but uh, yeah, yeah, it depends. But yeah, this travel thing, I like. I'm taking vacation in May. I gotta figure out where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Somewhere domestically. Okay. 
So this has been a very long week. Yeah. Um, probably even with the last two weeks. Um, so should we start with the, I don't want to say it's good news, but do we want to start with the okay news first? Or do we want to start with, you know, we might as well start with the okay news. Like, yeah. So, there, for those of you who have been, you know, unplugged from either social media or just news outlets in general, uh, Derek Chauvin, the officer who was kneeling on George Floyd's neck for what was it, eight minutes, killing him has been convicted of what was it second degree murder third degree murder and then i think manslaughter. manslaughter yeah and it it's it was a very bitter sweet thing it's yeah. it's funny because going you know i wasn't really paying much attention to the trial and stuff like that i was like oh this is just gonna be another tri- trial with another cop who is probably you know going to get off on like either a mistrial and he's not going to be convicted or whatever because you know at, at least unless the cop happens to be a person of color you know and even then it's still not likely but yeah. you know this is very unlikely that anything is really meaningful is going to happen you know yeah um but you know, to everyone's surprise, for the most part, it was like, oh, he was convicted. And I guess it doesn't change the fact that George Floyd isn't here, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It also doesn't change the fact, like, this one instance where, you know, not even justice, but there was, like, accountability was upheld. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you can't even say justice because... You know, it's a really, you know, justice would have been him not killing George Floyd in the first place. Yeah. You know, but at least there was some accountability, right? Yeah. That was upheld. Like with this whole situation, like I saw something on social media that literally resonated so deeply with me. It's like they, Derek Chauvin was kind of like, um, not not exactly a scapegoat but you know like the type of person like they just throw him out to the wolves Mm -hmm. and him getting thrown to the wolves is trying to be like hey the system is not corrupt Mm -hmm. see we just convicted him and trying to make it so that you're trying to see the cop as the problem, the individual cop instead of the whole system as the problem. Like, you know, which is funny. It's funny you say like, you like, oh, is this because you know white America really loves the whole their lone wolf motif? Oh, this guy was just a lone wolf. Yep. So I definitely see the fact that you know I was like, oh no, so he was just this one cop, except for the fact that you know you had like what was it? the Chicago Police Department or uh, I forget. It was the police department that tweeted that, I guess in, su- in support of, of Chauvin, like, oh, we are all 
David Chauvin, right? <laughs> um, oh, Derek. <laughs> we are, oh, oh, Derek. Yeah, right. Not David. Derek. Whatever. Whatever his name is. <laughs> you know. We're all that um, cop. Exactly. Which is, which is mind-boggling because number one, that's what we, that's what we the, we've been saying, right? Yes, you were all Derek Chauvin's. You are all killers and people who have very little regard for Black lives in general and have no gumption or like whatever for abusing your power. So it's very telling how, you know, and even another, like, um, I think it was like a police union or like whatever, also let out a message saying like the conviction of Derek Chauvin is an attack on how everyone polices you know, it's attack on policing in America. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, it is because the way you've been policing so far has, you know, been very oppressive and full of abuse of power and other things. So, so yeah, it, it's very funny that with, with this conviction that a lot of like police departments everywhere are kind of just showing their ass for lack of a better phrase and it's like yeah you we do consider all you all are Derek Chauvin you know oh. you all are you know people who abuse their power and oppress and you know and there are people among you who have killed and taken innocent lives and you evidently don't give a shit yeah and the funny thing is that there's this whole like theory not theory but this whole concept that there's good cops in the system not everybody's a, a bad cop and i'm doing bad cop with air quotes everybody knows like but it's like and cops, some cops will get into law to change the system, but it's like you're going into a corrupt system that's already stacked a certain way. Like, there's no way to change the system. Like, this system is working exactly the way it's meant to be. White people are prioritized. Like, I was just reading about a Kansas state senator who, of course, a white man who was driving drunk led the cop on a police cha- on a car chase. He also um, threatened the cop, uh, refused to get out the car, and then, of course, when they tested his blood, he had like a high blood alcohol limit. But the cop did not kill him. The cop actually holstered his gun and did not attack this white man like and there's so Mm -hmm. many black people who in the same situation would be dead yeah so it's kind of just like i really don't care you know what other people really have to say about you know the situation it's like you know there was a political whatever cartoon that i guess someone put like in a magazine or whatever like you know like those political cartoons or whatever and it was this you know big guy looking at a barrel of apples and there's like one apple at the top is rotten 
it's like, oh, well, I guess we got to throw out the whole, the whole barrel of apples. <laughs> and I guess it was supposed to be like an aha, like an aha, look how stupid it is to get rid of a whole thing of good apples because it's one apple on top of Ryan. However, like what someone commented, you know, right under there, it's funny because there's a reason why they're like, one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? Mm-hmm. That saying, you know, that saying didn't come out of nowhere. When a apple goes bad, it releases a chemical which, you know, infects the other apples um, around it and cause them to rot and decay faster, you know? So if you see one rotten apple that's like just, you know, discussing or whatever, even if the apple next to it or whatever may look nice and clean or like they may look crisp on top, yeah, they're already festering with rot on the inside. So it's like, yeah, the saying is true. One bad apple spoils, you know, the bunch. And again, the same thing goes with policing. It's not just that, and also it's not this the fact that it's like one cop people like to act like oh these are just very isolated incidents these aren't very isolated incidents you can't have a just a isolated incident every single day in multiple precincts you know across, all across the, country. the country right it's the entire system it's you know it goes from the way we police how we teach police to interact with certain people how we teach the police to act in certain communities the fact that, you know, even given the fact that we don't train police nearly enough, a waiter or a cashier at a restaurant, you know, is held to a higher standard when it comes to de-escalating, you know, situations with rowdy customers and disgruntled people and stuff like that than some officers are, yeah. right? We don't give police officers nearly enough training that they would respectively need in order to do the tasks that they're required to do properly. We also require way too much of police officers. We act like police, we act like police officers are like this, you know, Swiss army knife of like public service where we want them to do everything and anything. Right. But at the same time, we don't, but they're not, they're not meant to be. And they're not giving nearly enough time, nearly enough training to be able to do all the things, you know? So again, it's, it's rotten all around. It's the system is as rotten. We already know the system for most policing across the country is built out of the need to police slavery and slave catching and different things like that. Right. Um, But then you add on top of the fact that, you know, police officers are, we ask too much of them, but give them way too little training to be able to do all the things that we ask of them. Yeah. You know, and we don't, it's, it's just a, it's bad on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it becomes a situation like damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a no-win situation. Yeah. That's why so many people are just like, you know, it's time to abolish police as they currently exist, right? Mm-hmm. You know, 
not to say that there shouldn't be any sort of policing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, different people have different takes on that yeah. specific aspect of it. But there are a lot of people who just in general think as an institution and as the, the way the institution exists, as form. it exists yeah, in its current form, it needs to not just be dismantled, it needs to be completely abolished. And we need to start from scratch, whether if you, depending on where you live and depending on your community, you just do away with policing mm-hmm. altogether and you go for like some sort of like community, com- more community-based policing or community-based accountability, like whatever, you know, or again, you scrap the police system as you currently have and currently exist and you try to rebuild something new. Yeah. you know a new system um again i can't say that i know or have the answers to exactly how that would work uh, would would work or turn out no i'm not gonna be like i have i have all the answers yeah nobody does yeah it's... but i do think we need to start asking the questions and yeah. the more we ask the questions you know the more we think about it the more we can at least we'll at least be more one step closer to finding a better solution to what we have now yeah you know yeah because I was um for one of my classes I had to do a project where I observed like kind of did a, a like case study on a news organization I did the independent which is mm-hmm. like a progressive news website and paper that's based like it's left it's completely on the left uh they actually had an article about it's based mostly in new york they have a little bit of nationwide coverage but it's mostly focused on new york they were talking about the new york police budget and how uh even though like city council has made this commitment to you know take away money and they put a limit on the police spending on like overtime that the police are projected to just blast right through that limit of Mm -hmm. overtime and just go farther than they've gone before and just like spend because the like the whole thing about protests and all this other stuff gives them the excuse to be like, oh yeah, we need to give the cops overtime because they need to cover this protest. Mm-hmm. And it's just like mind boggling how much money is spent and how much money like, and then Biden wants to allocate more money to police. Oh yeah. Didn't he just, there was just a thing where he wanted to give 300 million to police unions or something like that i'm just like okay you know it's like ridiculous how much money it's like new york police have like tanks like what police office like what police department or organization really needs to be so militarized they're using combat like not that i i don't really agree with the whole institution of like the army and the navy and all that other stuff per se like i don't agree with like with a lot of stuff they do but i understand they have a function 
mm-hmm. but the police do not serve the same function that the military does. Exactly. And the thing is that even in our constitution, and that's another thing where like people are saying that they feel that the police departments, you know, in their communities and stuff like that are way too militarized, you know, and even in our like what constitution, everything. And, you know, it states that a, a military, like a military organization is not to be used as a function of like a way of like policing the citizens, stuff like that, right? Specifically, it's meant to like keep, you know, the people safe from like a tyrannical government, which is just going to use this military to bulldoze, you know, the the bulldoze the people. So it's like, no, uh, uh, military are not to be used in that capacity. But then when you have like, you know, all the local police, state police and stuff like that, it's like, sure, they're not really military you know, no matter how much they may want to be, but they are becoming increasingly, increasingly more militarized, you know, in the type of weapon tactics they use and to, you know, their different approaches and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, they lack the training and discipline of the actual military as well. So that's another, like, very just toxic. Yeah. Because... You know, you'll have conversations where, like, you talk to, like, military personnel or veterans or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's very weird because the way the police act, like that, and the way they engage with civilians, you know, you can't really get away with that in the military. Like, there's a very strict, quote-unquote, rules of engagement when it comes to, like, certain things, right? Particularly when you're interacting with civilians and stuff like that. So you'll have veterans who like look at the police and stuff like that and be like, yeah, you know, they're out here wilding because, you know, there are definitely like better ways to handle certain situations and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not here to profess that I have the solution to be all and end all solutions to everything because I I definitely do not. Yeah. We've, I like, it's it's something that we just oh man I'm so tired (laughs) it is something that like we just have to like you were saying keep asking those questions keep thinking keep rallying like I'm not like I'm not gonna be the person saying I'm out in the streets but you know you gotta just keep like working, looking at policies and just really looking into the situation. Micaiah Bryant. Yeah, so even just tying into, you know, the Derek Chauvin case, like literally this, and again, it's it's bittersweet on the fact that it wasn't very it like it was great that he was convicted, but it still didn't feel like justice was served. But then to kind of add insult to injury, you know, like a day 
like either the same day or even the next day, you know, after that, you get that conviction, suddenly we have, you know, again, all over social media, the news and everything, how in Ohio, a police officer shoots and kills 16-year-old, you know, Micaiah Bryant. And the sad part is that Micaiah had initially called the police because she was being threatened by the two other girls that she was in altercation with. Um, I don't know the, the details, the specific details of the altercation. Um, from what I've read in different articles, evidently there was some sort of like either a birthday party or, or event, you know, that was happening. And, you know, the two, the two other girls had come to the, to the event. Um, they had gone into an altercation with Micaiah and they had become very threatening towards her. And they argued and then escalated and escalated. Again, Micaiah is one who initially called you know, 911 and police because she was being threatened. And from the body cam footage, or it's it's like a, things just happen really fast. You can tell they're all fighting, you know, just running out of, of the house and everything like that, or from wherever they're coming from, from around one of the cars, one of the girl gets shoved. And, you know, it's, it's a fight, right? No. Um, one of the girls is shoved to the ground. Micaiah is fighting with another one. She happens to have a knife in her hand, right? And, you know, she's shoving the girl against, against the car. The cop, you know, he, he, he jumps out. Like, he immediately draws his gun, right? And that's kind of like the first thing. It was like, he could have much more easily have drawn his taser versus drawing his firearm. But he chose to draw his firearm instead. Yeah. Um, in the heat of the thing, they're fighting. I guess he's trying to yell over them while they're fighting. But, of course, if you're, like, if you're in the moment, you're not hearing other people yelling or screaming or whatever. Yeah. You're doing whatever you can to defend yourself and do, like, whatever. So he just shoots his firearm. He lets off four shots into Micaiah's back. And, and even then, another thing people bring up is the fact that of him using his firearm instead of his taser was the fact that he could have just because they the two girls were like they were on top of each other like Makai was on top of the other girl whatever so he could have just as easily you know have shot and killed the other girl as well like one of those bullets could have uh, completely penetrated Makaya and went into her one of the bullets could have missed and hit the other girl as well so there was just a lot of things going on with that from what it looks like one of the officers comes with, you know, loves or whatever, and doesn't even seem to be giving Makaya any type of, like, assistance or whatever. Seems more like he's just, like, patting her down and doing whatever. So, again, girl, 16-year-old girl has just been shot. Yeah. And I think to add insult to injury was that as people and neighbors and stuff like that were getting visibly upset, understandably upset, you would think, as well. You know, yeah. people were kind of, like, yelling whatever um i guess and then someone some of the you know black lives matter stuff like that 
And then to add insult to injury, one of the police officers replied, blue lives matter. And it was like, number one, first of all, blue lives isn't a thing. But for the sake of argument, we'll be like, okay, sure. We'll entertain the notion. Um, none of the officers' lives were in nature in that incident at yeah. all, in any way, in any way. Yeah. So what was the point of saying blue lives matter? Oh, because it's not about saying that blue lives matter. It's about saying that black lives don't matter. And that was the point that they yeah. were trying to make. Yeah. So like the outpouring of people who want to blame Makaya herself for having a knife is mind blowing because it's just like no matter knife or not, it was another black life, a young black girl who has been adultified. People are calling her a young woman instead of a teenager when like white people who are white young adults who are older than her get the grace they might even still be called teens or like given the grace of young people even past the age that she is they could be in their early 20s and still get that grace that a a child would get Mm -hmm. but when it comes to an adult like an adult versus a teenager there should be a difference like mm-hmm. makai was 16 you can't judge and say oh a 16 year old's gonna be exactly like an adult teenagers exactly. don't have that same process they haven't grown enough to be like in in a position where they're like okay I'm getting attacked. Maybe I shouldn't draw a knife. Like, mm-hmm. but the other thing is that people are like blaming her because she's fat. And it's just like, they're like, well, you know, she's big. She should know better. And it's like, no matter what, like black girls are being just crapped on because like they're either too fast, they're too grown. Oh, wait, fast and grown are similar, but like too fast yeah. and grown, they're not like they're adultified. Like, even at a young age, like people just don't, they don't give, like, white girls get so much leeway that black girls don't get. They're suspended at higher rates. They're put into, of course, juvenile detention. And it's ridiculous, like, to see how everyone has failed her like Mm -hmm. seeing people do this whole blame blaming her instead of blaming the cop or blaming the people around for not you know stepping in is just like mind-blowing like yeah and the thing again the thing with that is like because people are trying to defend why she deserved to die and that's the mind-boggling part is people are trying to just be like, oh, well, I was are trying to defend why she deserved to die in this situation. And she didn't deserve to die in this situation. You know, we've we all know people or have been that person in the situation. She was being threatened in her own home by these two other people, you know, who she 
evidently has had past history with, right? Threatened enough to the point where she herself called the police, right? Which evidently broke on to a fight. Like you, like we act like we don't know people who have been in this situation or have been in the situation ourselves. It's like, yeah, when you're being threatened like that and you're, you know, whether it's being jumped or whatever, again, not to say that it was like what she was doing was right as far as like having a knife, but hell yeah, if you like, you, you are threatening me in my house and there's like two people jumping me or whatever, if a fight breaks out and there's a weapon right there, there are plenty of us who probably would have like grabbed, you know, whether it was a knife, whether it was a bat, whether whatever object it was in order to defend ourselves. Yep. The way we felt that we needed to be defended. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the fight just happened to like move to, you know, the front of the house. So people like using that as an excuse of, oh, she, well, she shouldn't have had a knife then. She shouldn't have had a knife then. Completely ignoring the situation, right? And the context of the situation. Yeah. Right? But even... You know, even if you're, even if you want to go with like, you know, she didn't really have a good excuse to have hold the knife, whatever. We just had a whole shooter whose name I don't care to remember at the moment, but you know, the guy who went to, we went like two states away to a protest that oh, he, yeah. that he wasn't even a part of to shoot and kill people. And he shot and killed two people. Right. Yeah. And somehow police, defending were, him. somehow police were able to apprehend him without any harm. And then somehow police, you know, he, they just like lost him, right? They were just like, oh, well, he's not in our custody anymore. We don't know. Oh, we don't know. Yeah. How many incidents, incidents have we seen of you know, white men with knives or machetes or any yeah. other bullshit. Yeah. And they are resisting arrest. They are they are directly attacking the officer. Yeah. Yet somehow they are apprehended with no harm to them whatsoever. There's no good outcome yeah. to this conversation. It's just kind of upsetting on all sides. Yeah. So it's just like, well. With the whole like white people being apprehended, it's like, tell me we don't like, try to tell me we don't live in two Americas. Like, like it's obvious. America's working the way it was meant to be working. Like there's the blissfully ignorant white people who, now due to George Floyd are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know, I didn't know things were like this, you know? And now yeah. they're like hip with the Black Lives Matter or hip to the protest. And it's just like, where were you from like when we had um, Trayvon Martin? Where were you when we had Tamir Rice? Um, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Wright? Like, uh, yeah. I think people were protesting, but it's just like all these, like Sandra Bland, there's just like a list 
of people like back towards like the beginning of slavery like it's where were you for all of that people believe you have the right to defend yourself until you're actually defending yourself right yeah people people want to talk about oh your right to carry in your you know your right to bear, bear arms, arms. They, they want to talk about your your right to defend your home and stuff like that they want to talk about your right to defend your person you yep. know until you're actually defending yourself, at least you know a black, black person and specifically in this situation you're a young black girl your right to defend your your personhood and your home or whatever by any means necessary suddenly like oh well that goes out of the window and you deserve to be shot and killed by police honestly yeah is disappointing all around it's just to me it feels like i'm getting numb to it it's just like every other day there's a case mm-hmm. but, like Makaya was Tuesday and I didn't read the um, actual details, but there was a guy who got killed on Wednesday and I think it was North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every day. And sometimes you don't even know about it because there's no body cam footage. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just really, really heartbreaking and it's like there's like i have refused to see the makaya bryant police like the body cam footage even though somebody told me it doesn't include the killing i i just can't bring myself to do it i mean i've seen the body cam footage which like it doesn't include it includes him shooting her and her going falling down and so I don't know what they, they were talking oh, okay. about. Okay. So I was right. Maybe they saw some different footage. Well, there I'm... is a sec well, there is secondary footage that's not the body cam footage. The body cam footage, yeah. It shows him getting out of the car. And he does again, he does like yell at the two girls to like break it up or move away or da da da. But again, it's just one of those things like in when, you're in the middle, the when you're in the middle of a fight and you're, you're like, you're not hearing all those other things because you're in, you're in a fight. Yeah, you're in a fight flight mode. Whether, exactly, whether it's a fight in the schoolyard, you're not hearing the teachers tell you how to break it up and stuff like that. You know, you're there dodging fists or throwing fists or like doing whatever, you know, in the heat of the moment. Uh, for those of you who are still with us after this, you know, very deep and heavy conversation, you know, I'd like to say thank you for, you know, pulling through. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for just investing your time into us, right? Yeah. You could definitely be doing, you know, anything else um, aside from just listening to this podcast. But I really do appreciate fact that you're here with us and you decided yeah it's definitely a labor of love from all of us so we hope that you appreciate it yeah thanks y'all for listening feel free to you know interact with us on social media you can follow us on both instagram and twitter at cozy chat pod and if you have any you know suggestions or comments or you know 
anything that you want to let us know, feel free to send us an email at cozychatpodcast at gmail.com. All this information will be in the description as always. But, you know, we really do appreciate when you guys interact with us on social media, you know, we the likes and the comments, and we always try to interact with every single one of you guys back. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably the easiest way to get, to in touch. get in touch with us. It's either DM us on social media or leave a comment and yeah. feel free to email us. Yeah. Feel free. You know, we, we're open to suggestions. We'd love to hear from y'all. Yeah. You can also follow us on our personal social media, if you like. Mm-hmm. I am a filmmaker, photographer artists and just kind of doing all different type of things and feel free to follow me at young royalty 580 on instagram and twitter okay and i'm you know i'm a creative kind of hip hopping around different genres and different mediums when i feel like it right now i'm not doing any creative things other than the podcast that's kind of my main focus at the moment um but you can follow me at sash marguerite sash underscore marguerite sorry guys sash underscore marguerite instagram twitter and tiktok awesome and we will see you guys next time once again thank you for being here with us And feel free to leave a like, review, and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for getting cozy with us. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.